Together, growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on the book of Numbers, chapter 11, from verse 4 to verse 15. In those days, the people of Israel said, Oh, that we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt for nothing. The cucumbers and the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our strength is dried up, and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. Now the manna was like coriander seed, and its appearance like that of a gum resin. The people went about and gathered it, and ground it in mills, and beat it into mortars, and boiled it in pots, and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was like a taste of cakes baked with oil. When the Jew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell with it. Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, every man at the door of his tent, and the anger of the Lord blazed hotly, and Moses was displeased. Moses said to the Lord, why have you dealt ill with your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight? That you lay the burden of all these people upon me. Did I conceive all these people? Did I bring them forth? That you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a nurse carries a sucking child to the land which you saw to give their fathers. Where am I to get meat to give to all these people? For they weep before me and say, Give us meat that we may eat. I am not able to carry all these people alone. The burden is too heavy for me. If you will deal thus with me, kill me at once. If I find favor in your sight, that I may not see my weak, my wretchedness. That's, that's mouth-blowing. That's mind-blowing and it's great. It's, it's, it's an interesting aspect. You see, uh, in, in Moses, you, fa- you find a leader who is very much in touch with the people that is leading. And so you know that they have gone out of Egypt and they are in the wilderness and there's nothing there and they've complained to God. They've complained against Moses and Aaron and they said, if only you had left us in Egypt. At least there were flesh pots. At least there was some beer. At least we had a good company. If you had left us there and we would have died, it doesn't matter. Rather than to have taken us into the wilderness and we are left to fend for ourselves. There are few things in here, my dear brothers and sisters, that I find absolutely important and interesting for us to learn as life lessons. The first one is, in most cases, we know where we are. And we can get comfortable where we are. We can complain, I don't want to be here. 
I'm not happy with everything that is going on here. And when the Lord is moving us to a better future, into something greater, somehow we expect, either consciously or unconsciously, we expect that things will just change and transformation would happen smoothly without anything being disturbed. I want to be carried from the past into the future with no effort, no pain, no suffering, no discomfort. As if at the click of a finger, things will just be okay. But you and I know that's not true. Life is not like that. I cannot will and wish life to be better and expect it at a flip of an eye that things will be okay. No, things are not like that. Life is not like that. But as we go on, as we try, as we become, as we are in the process there are certain things that will change. There are certain things that will be uncomfortable. There are certain things that will bring about discomfort, suffering, despair. And I may lose certain things. But how much do I want change? Some of us want success. But do I want to work towards success? Some of us want to be wealthy. But do I want to work my way out of poverty into a life of prosperity? Some of us want to be well within our families. But am I willing to work through issues so that we are healed as a family? We know what we want. But do we have the courage to work it through? To see it through? To go through the pain? To go through the mundane? To go through that which is futile in order for us to gain that which is fruitful? But the other thing that I'm also asking myself Am I prepared to stay the cause? Am I prepared to fight through the battle? Am I prepared to stay through the sleepless nights? So that at the end of the day, I can celebrate the congratulations. Am I prepared to deny myself of certain things in order to gain that which is most important? The people complain to Moses. They grumble in their own homes. Now, this is absolutely interesting because from the human point of view, God is so far removed from their experiences. At least they think. And so the person that has to deal with this is Moses because they complain. I'm not sure if you've ever lived with people who complain or worked with people who complain all the time. And the frustration of saying, how do I deal with this? Is this complaint legit? 
And once you sort this out, then there's another one. Because you must never make a mistake. They first complained they were hungry. And God provided a plan. When he says, I will bring you manna and quails. And he provided for them. And for a time being, they were happy. But then they complained, this is, we don't want this food anymore. It's the same diet. We want something different. We want some meat. We want something else. And they complain again and again and again and again. And most like, what else do you want? It's like you're having a baby that cries. And you try to feed the baby. It cries. You change the baby. It cries. You play with the baby. It cries. You take the baby to the hospital. It cries. And you end up saying, I don't know what else to do. And I can see the frustration of Moses. Lord, I don't know what to do with your people. What is it that I've done to deserve so much pain? Moses could be asking himself that question. Why did you bring these people to me? And this can be the same thing that can be said by a couple. What did I do to deserve such in my marriage, in our relationship? It can be said by parents looking at their children. Why? Why are they different? Why can you, why, why can you not be like a normal child? It can be said by people we meet along the way. Why do I have to suffer because you have not dealt with your past? Why do we have to become victims of the things you have not healed or sorted them out from your past? And he says to the Lord, sort out your people. Or I may as well be dead. Because what you're asking of me, I cannot do. Have you ever reached a stage where you find that life is unbearable? That things are just too much? That I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to do. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.